0: But, but I know it's Easter, but I watched a, a Christmas episode of Maud. Do you remember this
1: one? No, I don't. Why are you laughing already? Or, may, or maybe making I a do. Sub- oh, you think I'm making this up, Shot. I saw Christmas I did not say you were making it. How did you make mod
0: up? No, it was very topical. And, and Walter got Maud a pet rock. You remember pet rocks were the rage for one, one year? year.
1: Remember pet rocks? For one year in the It was about studies. the... Uh, so... Yeah, it was pet rocks and, and mood rings were about the same time. Yep, and Walter got Maud a pet rock, and...
0: She she was not happy with this present. But what happened was their, their grandkid Philip he took it to school for a show and tell. And Maud was so upset and she goes to Vivian, played by Ru McClanahan. Did I say her name right?
1: Yes. Yes. Help she her did. get it
0: back from school because he's taking it to school. And she's like, Why do you need this rock back? Why are you so upset about getting this rock back? So they sneak into the school. uh, uh Maud dresses up like uh a janitor it's very slapstick not not like your typical mod episode and she gets the rock back gets it home and uh vivian still wants to know why she wants this rock back and then she sees that walter has been bludgeoned to death with a uh blunt object uh and the, the end of the episode is Maude washing blood off of this rock in the sink right. like presumed innocent right and so right
1: <laughs> yes i do remember that episode
0: it's the SETI BIMCO show. The hosts are called Tim and John. A cafeteria is called a place to consume food. Food is called a thing that brings us joy. Joy is something called a distant memory.
1: Well, here's the thing, like, okay, I remember watching Maud in the beginning and then, you know, a lot of the episodes I saw as an adult, I don't know if they were on TV land or some sort of channel like that. I'm not sure. I do just remember seeing them later, like in the 90s. But I remember that we'd watch Maude, and then all of a sudden we weren't watching mod. And I don't know, it could have been something as simple as there was something else on we were watching that came on at the same time.
0: What did your mom? But, was your mom like, "Whoa, but, abortion episode"? We're not watching this
1: anymore. Well, that that was what I was thinking. Did the church, being the good Catholics we were at the time, did the church tell everybody stop watching one because of the uh, abortion? Well, you you remember? I'll, I'll tell you something. You
0: remember way back? Was it episode one when I talked about getting the pirate uh, comics that were. Yes. Yeah. Homosexual in nature. Well, when I, yeah. They've, when they've, I started, pirate pirate um, action. Yeah. When I started checking the mail carefully, I, I note I noticed this was always there, but I, I never looked. It was the Catholic newsletter. And I just mm-hmm. happened to look in the back and I realized here's a list of movies here. I'm not supposed to see. And that's why oh. my parents were like, no, no, you're not, wasn't supposed to see mm-hmm. Greece. Uh, wasn't supposed to be, you know, seeing certain things. So they did send me right. uh, a
1: little rule book. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that's why we stopped watching Wad. I don't know. Don't know if your mom got that little newsletter. I don't know. I don't, I don't recall a news, but we were, so, I mean. If you weren't checking the mail for gay porn, anyway, yeah, like me, I was. that's just that I never really, I never got <laughs> the mail. Yeah. That was like a, an adult's job. I think I tried to have a a pen pal through Big Blue Marble and things. I had a, I had a couple pen pals of, so I had a pen pal from India, and I had a pen pal from Ghana, and I remember the pen pal from Ghana, like the first couple letters, the first few letters he wrote about. He wanted a wristwatch, and then he didn't mention it. Then he didn't mention it in the third letter, and then in the fourth letter, he finally said, "I would really like that wristwatch," and then I sent him the wristwatch, and then I never heard from him again. Wait, was it your your wrist your wristwatch? No, I just found a, you know, like. If you ever remember, like the old time, the old time pharmacy sold everything, you know, okay. they'd have like, it was almost kind of like a department store, you know, and they had some, they had some cheap wristwatch watches in the Wait, you got to back case, up,
0: you got some, first of all, he's your pen
1: pal, but why did he know about this wristwatch he wanted? He, he just wanted a wristwatch. I guess that was the goal. I guess his, I guess his, I guess his plan, his scheme was to get an American pen pal. To get a wristwatch. To get an arrest watch. Is he the guy that grew up till
0: then? He learned,
1: like, uh, I need to deposit some money into your account kind of guy. Maybe, yeah. maybe. I bet you, I bet you he's that guy. He's the one posing as the Nigerian prince. Wow. I'll bet you, I'll bet you that. Yeah. I was like, well, okay, fine. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. That is sad. That's very sad. I couldn't even get. I, I couldn't even get a kid from a third world world country to write to me. I mean, come on. I do want to say one thing about last week. Uh-oh, what? And then I'll... Uh, it's a criticism. I think right? you have things. It's a right?
0: criticism. I talk over you so much. That's all right, Tim. Don't worry. It's your show. No, it's criticizing me. I'm so happy that Marcy talked with us uh, so long. Right. That's fine. We love to talk to people. But we read Dirk's letter, and we kind of were like, that's nice. Now on to Marcy. And I just wanted to say... <laughs> I'm thank, thankful for Dirk's heartfelt and nice letter. It, it made me uncomfortable because, you know, British people are known for being cold and, mm-hmm. and heartless and frigid. So, you know, Dirk, oh, oh, uh, oh, you know, Dirk, uh, yeah. what, what do I want to say? I, I was unexpected at Dirk's heartfelt letter. I, I don't know if he's from Britain. I think he, may, he might be a Delton. You know what a Delton is? I don't know what a Delton is. Is that like a Klingon? I don't know oh you're close they are an alien from the star trek universe they they're an alien that uh they make love when they greet you and when they get on when they join starfleet they mm. have to uh sign an oath of celibacy you, you remember the motion picture that the first yes one? yes the, the bald woman she was a delton oh, she was a delton yeah and, okay There. Yeah, i just wanted to say that thanks dirk
1: but you're nice you're 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 a regular delton to us you know, as long as we're actually, it's so funny you were bringing up past episodes because I just wanted to kind of clear up a couple things. uh Oh, um, I did notice, like in the episodes, you keep saying I forgot to pick up Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck was not my responsibility. I was like what you would call the last resort, right? In fact, I wanted to go to. I wanted to go to that party so bad, and my friend told me, "No, you can't go to that party. They, they're not." Here is exact words where they're not letting just anyone in. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Ouch! Right. But so, I it was not my responsibility. It was it was not my job to have anything to do with Gregory Peck. They were the ones. Somebody I don't know who. Somebody on that end dropped the ball. Wow. So when he calls me frantically, I'm not a little. Well, you want to call it? Some people may call it blackmail. I call it a bargaining chip. <laughs> I was not above setting a couple terms if I went to pick this guy up. You know what I'm saying? Legendary or not, and he tried I to something you out. I wanted something. I wanted something out of this, so I said, "Well, I will pick him up, but I, I, yeah, I have to be let into the party." And I think he said yes. And I'm thinking that even if he did come outside to to greet me, he would have told me, "Sorry, I can't let you in." So getting into the party, I think, was all Gregory Peck. I think if it, if it were not for Gregory Peck, I would not have gotten in that party. Did you find your friend once you got in there? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. How'd I like, Oh, how'd you get in? <laughs> you know, I have been mulling that over in my brain. No, I don't. Re- but see, he was sort of like a mid-level. I mean, he was a mid-level peon, underpaid, overworked. Right. So I come to I, you know. The more I think about it, I really. Didn't get to see much of him because it was a party, but for him it was still work. Anything that was involved with that TV movie was work for him. He never got to just kick back and, and you know, enjoy enjoy it. I thought on his deathbed, he would like in, with his final breaths, he would have admitted to me, I have to be honest with you, John, I wasn't going to let you in the party, but I guess he had other things on his mind, so I never did get a deathbed confession out mm-hmm. of him. And I just, at that point, I didn't, want, I didn't want to push it, you know? It is Easter, and you know
0: Charlie from the SETI-BIMCO Orchestra? What's happened to Charlie from the SETI-BIMCO oh, Orchestra? He took the week off for Easter, so I hope the opening uh, music sounded okay. I thought Charlie was Jewish, but what do I know? Well, he, yeah, he's not very religious. He just, he just loves he's doing never, the he, of the cross. He just loves, to, he just loves he tries.
1: Of the cross and chocolate. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he never makes it all the way. he, he usually falls yeah. off his unicycle and bangs his head yeah. right through the
1: he loves going, he loves going to the Catholic Church because it's actually the one religious institution that may have a bit more guilt than his own. Right. You know, I tell you what, you know what? Charlie taking Easter off, and I bought his son that really nice gift for his bar mitzvah, and now he's taking Easter off. Well, you know, Charlie, you can't have it both ways. I might well, be asking his- for the bar. I might be asking for the bar mitzvah present back.
0: This is uh, the Seti Bimco show. This is episode nine, right? Nine, yes. Every other week nine. we talk with somebody about their embarrassing high school calamities or weirdness. And every other week we look at old movies because... I don't know we're hedging our bets with this but season two we may we both of us could be fired and there'll be two other people here and they'll just
1: interview people or just do movies right and then it'll be like Conan O'Brien and Jay Leno then somewhere down the line they'll get fired and they'll just bring us back yeah and then we'll have to give it up for Jimmy Fallon Miss Lee, the producer. She, who knows who she'll hire. I, I, I might be filing several grievances about Miss Lee to SAG after, but don't, don't tell her that. I just, I, you know. To SAG, SAG I, after. Uh, you should explain what sag, that is. SAG after, SAG after. Well, they were two separate unions, and now a few years ago they merged. So it's SAG after. Okay. So you only have to join one union. You can work in television and screen and before you had to you you had to join both unions if you wanted to work in both medium media uh-huh. and then there's the that has insurance excellent health insurance as the last i heard that, that that is actually excellent insurance
0: so when charlie from the orchestra is is doing the stations of the cross again this year and he falls off his unicycle halfway through and bumps his head on his tuba that's mm-hmm. all paid for that's all paid for charlie's in Plus, I told him to wear his helmet, but
1: he says yeah. cover his... Charlie,
0: but does Charlie tat- He has a tattoo of a pancake on his head. He doesn't want that covered up.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. A pancake see. shaped okay. like a
0: penis, but...
1: Char- you know, anyway, let's get back on to uh What's that? You have questions about Charlie? No, no, no. Charlie, I'm just saying, Charlie can be very difficult to work with. He's very moody. But well, you know, tuba players are very moody. They are. You know, you know what killed the tuba? The electric bass. Do you mm-hmm. want to hear this story? Before they... I guess so. I I, want to talk well, before. The <laughs> things you learn about on NPR. I am stealing a story from NPR. Okay, um, go ahead. The, the, um, well, you know, there was a, the stand-up acoustic bass, which they still play. But the recording technology was not sophisticated enough. the microphones could not pick up an acoustic bass so the baseline this is like in the 20s and maybe 30 i don't know how long into the 30s the tuba was the baseline the the microphones could pick that up and then they invented the electric bass which you know obviously with amplifiers and everything would come through and then that kind of killed the tuba thank god So imagine Paul McCartney playing the tuba in the Beatles. I know. Well, do you notice how, do you notice how we've had these very mysterious deaths with all our bass players in the city Bimco orchestra? It's like the drummers and it's like the drummers and spinal tap. We're going through bass players, like the drummers and spinal tap. Right. I can't pin it on Charlie, but it is a (laughs) well-known fact that tuba players do hold a grudge against bass players. I'm just saying.
0: All right. Well, okay. We'll talk to mm. when he back next week. We think he's coming back next week. Who knows? He he's, may He's I saw he, him. He, I saw him the other day. He was cleaning he was cleaning blood off of his pet rock.
1: So I don't know. Well see, that's what I'm that's what I was gonna say. I said maybe a DNA swab has come back positive. You
0: know. Picked this movie this week. It's called Psychomania. And I'd actually never heard of it. It just popped up. I don't know where I saw it. I saw an ad somewhere because I think maybe I saw an ad on the, on the Twitters. On the Twitters. Psychomania. A polite motorcycle gang leader has tea with his mummy and asks what the secret to coming back from the dead is. It involves some sort of frog worshiping and witches. And soon all the biker gang members want to die and come back so they can run cars off the road and annoy people in general.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, this being Easter. Yes. A common theme oh. of Easter is is resurrection. True. But I'll let you talk. You when, go ahead and start since you uh I see your Well, notes I got watching it. I thought, well, this is a very um it reminded me of those Hammer films, the old Dracula Hammer films with Christopher Lee, um, you know, Peter Cushing, those movies. And actually I did see where it was produced by Hammer. Mm-hmm films, and it does have that feel that it's that low-budget feel that these movies have that I think really makes the movies. I think of, you know, when they reboot or remake something like Night of the Living Dead or Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it almost gets too slick and too glossy where okay. I, I, I don't enjoy it. I enjoy the original low-budget production values. I love, the, I love movies like this. I was not
0: sure whether... The movie makers were having an argument whether this should be a comedy or, or scary because they didn't go very far either way. But I was laughing mm. at some of it where I thought y- you guys obviously think this is funny, <laughs> but they weren't. Yeah. They weren't trying too hard to be funny
1: or too hard to be scary. Right? They they kind of didn't. I don't. Were they hoping to get more budget for the special effects? Maybe the or maybe the original concept was going to be a little more gore. Maybe... Well, that's why I said Polite Motorcycle Gang.
0: They have these outfits that seem to be designed by the local middle school uh, kids. Yeah, yeah. They have skulls on their helmet,
1: but it kind of yeah. looks like
0: antennas drawn on some funny faces.
1: Yeah, and they, they kind of look like they kind of look like, uh, like houseflies the eye, in the eyes, right. you know, with those big white goggles. And then, of course, you know, the good girl, or the relatively good girl, Abby, the girlfriend of the main character, she was just like basically dressed in denim. You know, she didn't even she didn't even bother with the leather, you know? No.
0: Because
1: he had some leather
0: pants on. Um,
1: I he got the name pant- Tommy,
0: played by Nikki Henson. Nikki Henson. And did you see what else he
1: was on? In the 70s? You know, there are a lot. There, there, I'm gonna tell you right now, Tim. I have some of them may be a little obscure, but there are a lot of tie-ins Two. to things we have we have discussed before. Yes. But yes, when you Google. Uh, Nikki Henson. One of the first thing that pops up in the image page is a picture of Nikki Henson with with Prunella Scales on Faulty Towers as Connie Faulty on Faulty Towers. You know, he played, and I remember this episode. He played Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson. He was like this great lover, this Lothario. And it's, I got thinking, Mr. Johnson, at his shirt That's open. Kind of, is, yeah, is that kind of obvious, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> I didn't just I just got that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I it kind of just hit me like but I do remember and the the premise of the of the episode was that uh John Cleese wanted to catch Nikki Henson's character with a woman in his room. That was like the whole he just despised him. He was jealous of him. The girls were swooning over him. Yes. And he was going to catch him with, he was, he was sure he was going to catch him with a woman in his room, and he was going to be able to boot him out <laughs> on like morals, moral grounds or something, I guess. I don't, is, know. I don't know. He was what
0: kind they, of fawning over him.
1: Oh, yeah. They were all fawning over him. He was, he was a very good looking man. I mean, especially as English actors go. Yes. Yes. And he yes, was also on Downton Abbey. Did you see that? Yes, I did see that, but I didn't pull up the credit. Um, he didn't have a long, but it wasn't a, a big. Uh, no, no wasn't a big part it was like one of those he came in for an episode or two did you watch all of Downton Abbey I didn't watch all of it I'm going to admit I I I miss I had a feeling you would have watched it all I watched most of it I did watch most of it um so so Don Sharp I'm sorry I I interrupted you now we got off on a tangent we should be talking about Don Don Sharp directed this Don Sharp who did a lot of the Hammer films
0: there's something interesting I found out And I can't find anything more about it. And I'd love to find out more. Don Sharp, he started producing and directing a movie called The Micronauts, a shrunken man epic. And it was to have starred Gregory Peck and Lee Remick. But this film is one of those films that they worked on it and it fell apart and it was never made. And I can't find, I just, I thought online I'd find a description of the plot. I can't find it anywhere.
1: I'd love to know what that movie is supposed to be about. Because didn't Gregory Peck and Lee Remick do The Omen together? Oh, I think so.
0: The Omen. The Omen is Gregory Peck
1: and Lee Remick. Yeah, and then the second one was William Holden and Lee Grant. Okay. I did know that. So are we going back to Psychomania now? Yeah, we're sticking with it. We're sticking with Psychomania through this whole episode, John. I love it. I love it because I, I recognize a lot of people in the, in this movie. Well, John, Do you want to keep going on it? Do you want to keep going on about the plot a little more before we get into the actors and other credits and things? I remember them from. Oh, sure, sure.
0: I had lots of thoughts about this plot. Mostly that. Oh well, we got George Sanders right away. Uh, I think we should. George Sanders. He's in this movie. Mister Mr. Mr. Shadwell. Mister Shadwell. The. Butler, all,
1: using air quotes.
0: Did you know what was going on in this plot of this movie? Or are we supposed to put it together ourselves? Because I don't know what the uh, frog cult is. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, there is a seance because the mother of Tommy, the leader of the bike gang, she mm-hmm. communicate with the dead. Mm-hmm. And the people leave and, and they're like, oh, thank you. I, I think they talked to their son and they give
1: daughter, they son daughter. daughter. yeah yeah, so one it was child and grandchild because i think they were the parents and the grandparents they give mr shadwell a golden crucifix as they're leaving and he's like
0: how dare you get out i don't want this There's i thought a, yeah, oh are she, they vampires or something but she doesn't take she but, doesn't take payment i think they're just well he didn't want that golden crucifix yeah he was like oh my god
1: right yeah yeah,
0: yeah. i think they're just witches
1: and um yeah yeah, they you know, don't yeah, they're they they don't worship, you know, like the seven witches, the the stones, which kind of look like they kind of look like Stonehenge. Um He he was Yeah, it was some sort of like pagan we'll say pagan religion or
0: something. It, it like was because you saw the nice this cottage had nice wooden paneling in the hall and you went into her room and it was awful. I don't know if you saw the seventies uh wall yes, design. Yes. I, yeah. I was, I'm hoping that wasn't permanent. I hope they didn't destroy that nice cottage for this movie. It was like,
1: I, if I you know really your
0: 70s design, it was like big red vertical lines and they had a red chair and a green chair right. and a black chair.
1: Right. Well, I, I'm seeing where it was filmed at Sheppard and Studios. Yes. In, in the in the closing credits. And I'm thinking that they probably, it was such lo, it was so low budget, they probably just had these sets from other hammer films and they're just like here, you know, maybe have at it. You can, you can use any of this. I never saw it. I'm thinking designed like that.
0: Well, you know, who knows? Hammer films are always like son of Frankenstein, ghost of Frankenstein, vampire of Frankenstein.
1: Right. Yeah. Daughter of of Dracula. Yeah. Daughter of (laughs) Dracula. And yeah. 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 So who knows? They're just like, here, this is what we've got. Work it out. You know, but but George
0: Sanders I remember sadly I think I remember his face cuz he was Mr. Freeze in the 60s
1: Batman show. He was one of three Mr. Freezes. Yes. He was in Okay, I want to back up a little I want to back, back up a little on. because this was he won the Oscar for playing Addison DeWitt best supporting actor in All About Eve 1950. Okay. He yeah, he was I believe he was the first actor to play Mr. Freeze. All right. And then Otto Preminger played him. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Who was mostly known as a director, and then Eli Wallach played him. They had three different actors oh, play. That's right. Mister Freeze. for those uh, spaghetti westerns? Exactly. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The, what do they call that? The Man with No Name trilogy. Yeah, that was the did. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, that, that was that was the name. Fistful of Dollars. What was the Fistful of Dollars? The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. And um, uh, was it a Man with No Name? Was that the, Was that no? no it was the the Fistful
0: like, of Dollars and a few dollars more and the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly.
1: But anyway, so but uh, one of George Sanders co-stars in All About Eve, Ann Baxter, who played Eve. Do you remember she in the Batman series played Olga, Queen of the Cossacks? I don't remember that. Opposite Egghead, who was played by Vincent Price, Price who was in Ringo. <laughs> okay. Things are staying. see how things are kind of like, okay, so we okay, so two things that have come full, This is our steady verse, Nikki Henson with Prunella. In Fawlty Towers. John George Levine. Sanders. Are you okay? George Sanders. George Sanders with Ann Baxter. I don't know where you're going. With Vincent Price oh. in Ring Ringo. Right. It's all coming back now. <laughs> we the only thing I can't work into this is Exorcist to the Heretic. We don't need to. We don't need to. That John is.
0: Levine was in this. He he was in Doctor Who in the seventies a lot as commander yes came. yes and, yeah and beryl reed who is the mother she was in a doctor who story in the 80s she played a, a military like a general i forget but but this frog god i i googled frog gods and they worship frogs in nepal and of course frogs are associated with witches and that's about all i could find and and this guy the tom was obsessed with finding a frog Well, he found a frog and brought it home to Shadwell. And Shadwell was very happy to get the frog. Right. And Tom wants his mother to tell him what the secret of coming back from the dead is because his father seemed to disappear and die in some room that Mm. Tom went into. And once Tom went into this room, the door disappeared. What do you think happened to Tom in that room?
1: You know, I know he found the father's glasses and he put them on. So was he seeing... He's, I don't know, was he seeing like through his father's eyes and then the mirror and then they had the mother and that was obviously Tom as a baby and they were out at the seven witches. Oh, I forgot. And the hand and the hand with the turtle ring on. Well, I think it's a frog. Gives it was it. a frog, wasn't it? Or, excuse me. Excuse me. Frog. Frog. I didn't mean to say frog. I, get my, I, I got my amphibians mixed up. Yes, you always had that. Problem. Answer, the, con- oh, answer the contract. And she signs this contract, which is very Faustian. Maybe, maybe their and father was a, a part of the deal. He might've been part of the, or maybe he was just an unwilling participant and finally he just had enough. And because they, because you're already saying he didn't believe, like if he had believed he could have come back, he would have, but he didn't believe. So maybe he reluctantly, like he, I don't think he wanted anything to do with this frog cult is what I'm guessing. I'm thinking there's a lot of film on a cutting room floor somewhere <laughs> Because no the movie itself was only like an hour and like almost exactly an hour and thirty minutes wow that was i'm thinking long. i'm i'm, think, that I'm so thinking I'm thinking i'm I'm thinking you know I didn't think it was that bad though I didn't think i mean i do I, do I think it was great no of course, I don't think it was great, but it wasn't
0: despite well, gang again, this was like mazes and monsters with that college of so boring this was the most boring biker game. They were they yeah, were they ride were. up to the truck and give the guy raspberries. Remember that? They're taunting. Yeah. Him. <laughs> I mean they did break the windows of the this one car that these two old ladies were in. Right. And they did Yeah. Let's see what else did they do? They went through the, ba- the,
1: the, baby, the baby the baby, the baby carriage scene disturbed me. Yeah. Oh you it, that counts. They
0: they did all this silly stuff and then they go to the supermarket and this girl on the
1: motorcycle, she kind of runs down a baby carriage. That was that kind. Of, that was disturbing. That I think that should have wound up on the cutting room. The <laughs> really, the only <laughs> everything else was so silly. Well, you're right; it didn't fit. Well, that's what I mean. That was like kind of like ooh, like it could, because it was so silly, and then all of a sudden she runs over a baby carriage with a baby in it. Yes, on a motorcycle, and I was like, ooh, eek!
0: Because they went to like the shopping plaza, yeah. and it was almost like. Again, that Costello movie, because it was a man that had a ladder and he decided, I'm gonna climb to the top of this ladder, because these bikers are running around bothering people. And I'm like, You're gonna get, you know, knocked off the ladder, obviously. And that's what right. happened to him. Luckily he exactly. fell on a bunch of boxes.
1: You know, and she kind of pushed him into the boxes. I think that was Abby. I think Abby was at at heart a good girl. She was. She was. I think she was kind of more into the fun of it, not into, like, the destructiveness of it. I think she made their outfits
0: with the pink letters and the fun skull. It was like a fun little cartoon skull they had in their their jackets. Right, yeah. And they were called the Living Dead. He finds out that you just have to believe you're going to come back from the dead. Right. And he drives off a, a bridge. Again, they didn't have a lot of special effect money because I thought, you know, it'd be more fun if he just... Drove head-on to another car, burst into flames. Mm-hmm. Got on a unicycle and rode around with his uh, tuba until he fell and hit his head. Oh, we're quickening. he hit.
1: <laughs> there you go. There he you go. He just wrote. He wrote. Um, I'm sure all this. I'm sure. I'm sure all this is on the cutting room floor. Tim, did you see? Did you see a director's cut by any chance? Because <laughs> you seem to know a lot more about this film than I do. The tuba that would see now that. That was the missing link. That was the segue that was missing. But they bury him sitting on his motorcycle. Well, and his head is above ground. Was. <laughs>
0: and another thing, was... they, they ask his mom, wait, they ask the priest? I forget. They're like, can we have his body and bury
1: it? And he's like, yeah, I guess. In, sure England, we we in England, we don't care. In England, we don't care where you bury bodies. Yeah. Yeah, the mother. yeah, like this is like near a World Heritage site. I'm assuming it's an historical It's like who's gonna like it'd be like going to the FDR house in Hyde Park and like saying, Hey, I'd like to bury a relative here and you start you just bring some shovels yeah. and start digging. You know? I mean, you know, at Mount Vernon or Monticello, you wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like and federal park rangers would be on you. You'd be doing time in federal prison. I mean I
0: think this is one time we could play a song in the show. I, I don't think anyone will sue us if we play the song. From uh, I'm gonna play. Gonna I'm gonna play, play a bit of it.
1: This sappy song. And by the way, I saw in the opening credits where they had the title of the song, music by, lyrics by, performed by, and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be a sappy song. <laughs> and th- in that regard, it did not disappoint. No. And did you notice the one biker obviously
0: knew nothing about what Tommy liked or didn't like
1: because he he made a crucifix out of flowers and I was like whoa whoa they don't like wait a second they don't like crucifixes Although maybe Tommy wasn't aware of it I don't know that was Hatchet Hatchet was that was Hatchet 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 was a very uh, Hatchet was a very angry young man yes he was he... he was a ginger. Use a ginger. Very, like my cousin. My like my cousin Ryan says, "Gingers have no soul. <laughs> they have no souls." I was like, "Where did you get this?" Your cousin said this. Yeah, Ryan. He's like, "I'm the oldest grandchild. And he's the youngest grandchild. There's almost thirty two years between us." <laughs> and yeah, he said, he said, "Yeah, oh, gingers. They don't have souls." I was like, "Where are you hearing this?" Gingers don't have souls. He's not being serious, is he? He was being serious lately. Or when you're a child. Well, when he was a child. So
0: so they bury their, their leader because he believed he was gonna come back from the dead, and I don't think they, they
1: knew this. And also right. behind Which them, is why the mother did the mother didn't care. No. The mother didn't care what they did with the body, because he was coming back, she knew that. So she was like, Yeah, sure, whatever, do what you want to do. But the atmosphere for this movie was, if you noticed, wherever they
0: were filming, behind them you could see a highway with cars just
1: Yeah. <laughs> I did notice that. I did notice Because <laughs> right away, his car breaks down, and
0: she's like, take a shortcut, baby. The haunted, the seven haunted stones.
1: Here's the haunted stones. What? Are you scared? <laughs> yes, there's a highway right behind them. Like, um, guys, but I just wanted to back up a little, you know, with the, the frog ring mm-hmm. that I keep incorrectly calling the turtle ring. But they give it away pretty early who Shadwell is because they have the scene where the turtle... Tur- I'm saying it again, where the frog ring hands her the contract, and then like almost immediately in the next scene, he's waking somebody up by putting their hand on his shoulder. Maybe he's waking up, Tom, I can't remember. And it's the, it's the turtle ring. Or the... Damn it! The frog ring again! What is going on? I don't know. We'll call this episode Frogs and Turtles. Okay. John mixes up his amphibious metaphors. Who is he waking up? Oh, uh, Tom. And maybe he's waking up Tom. After, after being and, lost and in that room. Yeah. And, and yeah, Tom gets out. Tom passes out on the floor and then he's on the couch and the frog ring that you had just seen in the scene. So they give that away pretty early who Shadwell is. It's, he's not the butler. He's the, he's the He's whatever he is, the, yeah, the intermediary between the... Nothing is shot at nighttime in this I, film
0: except one scene, which is more expensive to shoot at night. But again Oh, the scene outside the bar where he, like, kills five people at once. <laughs> he has yeah. some other things to do, and I'm not sure what those things were. He's back from the dead. He's a biker. These women are like, yeah, I want to go home with you. And he's like, no, no. Like, mm-hmm. I got to go give raspberries to a trucker on the highway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. What, what? What? Yeah. I'm saying, I, I'm really thinking a lot of this movie is on the... Cutting room floor. And maybe it was, like, this great masterpiece... And we're, we're making fun of it. We only saw an hour and a half of it. Well, I mean, it was fun. I'm not making fun of it. It was, if I'm like, it's
0: a comedy, it's like, yeah, it's kind of funny. Certainly never creepy. Because yeah. I thought if he's going to come back from the dead on his motorcycle, they didn't even put some makeup on him. I thought maybe he would look like a living
1: dead a little bit. Yeah. I thought, you know, I thought like when she went to hug him, I thought she would have said, Oh, you're so cold or something like that. You know, like he wouldn't have any, he wouldn't have had any body heat. I would have, wouldn't have thought. But
0: I guess, I guess the important business he had to do was to tell his gang members, Hey, let's all kill ourselves and just believe you're going to come back.
1: (laughs) But the one did not. Was his name Henchy? He mentioned the one. Yeah. Yeah, the one who who killed himself with uh, with Jane, the dark-haired girl. Oh, and the actress who played Jane's mother at her funeral where they open up the coffin oh, and her body's not hilarious. in there. She was, well I, I, well, I don't know. I think she's still alive. She's in her 90s. The actress's name is June Brown, and she was Dot Cotton. The old Busy Buddy on East Oh, see, I've been the, the, the British sofa? Opera? I've seen bits of it, but, but this,
0: at this point in the film is uh, where it became a bit funny because, again, they're bikers. One guy kills kills himself by taking skydiving lessons, which are very, very expensive, so that he can jump right. on a plane and not open his the mean, these They're supposed to be teenagers, too, which they don't look like. And where he got the money to do that, and another guy finds all these chains and... Gets in his swimsuit.
1: <laughs> that was hilarious. Just carrying like these chains. It wasn't an anchor or something. I don't know was what the chain was after. But getting back to the skydiving, like they don't let you just jump out of the plane the first no. lesson, don't you? Like have to go through like a that's why I said. like weeks and months of lessons and you know like yeah. You know, unless he was taking it before, he's like, oh wow, how opportune! I've been taking skydiving lessons
0: all this time. Unless he had a gun and he held them at gunpoint. that would have been much more fun. But oh, and the other guy, uh, yeah. he just pulls up to a sign that obviously they, the prop department,
1: put by the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. letters. No parking here. Yeah, just a yeah. It's like, like a sign where they're advertising like the lunch features that day. Yes, that's what I wrote down. Is that what you wrote down? Yeah,
0: it was one of those sandwich uh, signs for for
1: <laughs> soup soup of the day, <laughs> French onion. <laughs>
0: And again, a woman is like coming on to him. He's like, "No, nope, no time for this. I got go oh, right,
1: no, to go." Him. Kill him. I got to go kill. I got to go kill. I got to go kill myself. <laughs> I got to go kill myself. He, he jumps off a building. And yeah, be like, dude, you know, you sing cheesy songs with your guitar. This is the hottest woman you're ever going to get. Just so you can. But no, Jane and Tom were standing right there. No, 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 no. Oh, that's right.
0: I forgot that.
1: Yeah. That's why he didn't see you now. If they weren't there, he might have maybe. Because I mean, he was never going to get a woman that good looking ever. All those, cards I mean, you're going to kill <laughs> you. are going to go kill. You know, you're going to kill yourself. But this this cheesy guitar playing, you know, corny songs is not working for you, dude.
0: Nope. Oh, let's get back the 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 writer. What? How do you – his name is pronounced? Oh, Ar- Arnold. Ar- 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 Arnaud Dussault. Arnaud Dussault. Arnaud, Arnaud you he, he wrote this. Thing. You he really was blacklisted. To... He was one of those. He was blacklisted.
1: He was a fellow communist. Yes. Yeah, that's right, John. You, you didn't want to mention he that, was... did you? I didn't want to mention that because it still hits a nerve. Those 10 minutes I was a communist in 1984. I still. He came
0: back to write this
1: film. He came back
0: to write this Most film. Most part of oh, car chase scenes since uh, the OJ car chase, I think,
1: in this film. Oh my gosh, yeah, no, that, yeah, it's, uh yeah, this, although, you know what, though, as, as, I was like, bad movies go, this was not that, bad. No, it, was it actually kind of kept my, it, it kept my attention. I'm not, I'm not being, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not being mean in a mean way. No, I know you're not, I'm, but I mean, like, I picked Exorcist 2 Heretic specifically because it was bad and I wanted to make fun of it. But this I mean, I'm still gonna make fun I'm still making fun of this movie, but it actually was. Is it something I would have paid to go to the movie theater to see no. in nineteen seventy-three? I
0: don't know. Kids could have watched this. This this biking, they didn't even do drugs. They were at the bar once, having one drink. Uh, they weren't right. having sex that I could see. They weren't playing right. rock and roll. I mean,
1: nobody even yeah, no except for the guy in the swim trunks, nobody even took their shirt off. No. The girls, their their girls, they weren't like their breasts weren't spilling out of their no. They weren't showing you didn't even show cleavage. Just that one. But my mother still wouldn't have let me go to see this movie because it yeah. was motorcycles and obviously the occult. It's just that one biker Jane who was like baby carriage. I gotta run that down. That kind of did, did disturb me, I'm going to admit. Come on, John. I knew it was fake. Crazy. It was so
0: fake. It was almost
1: like a bunch oh, of it was light. very, very fake. But no, just the idea. But no, it was just like yeah, I know. Just, of of all the, you know, it was like because it was just kind of so funny and ridiculous. Like Ooh, that's kind of serious, running over a baby carriage.
0: I was telling Charlie, riding around his unicycle with that tuba, be careful of the baby. I know. Babies are attracted. Be careful
1: of the baby. Babies are attracted to tuba players. To shiny shiny tubas, they are. They see see that gleaming brass of the tuba, and they go right towards it. I've seen many babies hurt, seriously hurt by tuba players. Tubas are... tubas yeah they're tubas are the third leading cause of death of babies Mm -hmm. in this country a lot of people don't realize that a lot of people aren't talking about that
0: babies are very attracted to tattoos Mm -hmm. tattoos uh, uh, shaped like penises
1: a A pancake pancake shaped penises penises. we could we we could do a public we could do a public service announcement i think yeah i think we should do a whole episode do you have a baby do you have a baby do you have a tuba Mm -hmm. do you have a tattoo of a penis shaped pancake on your head these are recipes for disaster. Call us, Hamilton Kelly, lawyers, uh, attorneys, um, attorney of
0: laws. I don't know how do you say that.
1: You're getting you're gonna you're getting top billing again. I'm assuming we're doing it alphabetically. <laughs> okay, I'm going That's what that's what I'm going. That's what I'm going laws with. Laws and orders. Laws <laughs> well, and orders. It's coming back. Law and order.
0: I know. Um... What's his name is not around anymore, which is a good thing. Would have got canceled. What's his name?
1: Well, I mean, there are so many cast who, who members who to who that play show. the
0: mentally um, disabled person. Are you thinking LA
1: Law? Oh, yes, John. LA Law. I'm thinking <laughs> LA Law. That was a Manny. Manny was. Or, or am name. I thinking? Was that am i thinking I think, Barney Miller? No, you're think You're thinking. Are <laughs> you thinking Barney Miller? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Wojciech was a little Wojciech was a little slow, but I don't think he was like mentally handicapped. There might be now. Now you're thinking, uh, uh, no, I'm no, thinking. You're thinking, Kate Nally. Like,
0: yeah. Keep your babies away from uh unicycle. Keep your
1: babies away. Well, that's where I first heard
0: bass players from the Steady Bimbo Orchestra with that, tattoos. That's up where I
1: first learned of the, That's where I first. That's where I first learned about. Baby tuba deaths was from that very special episode of Kate and Allie in 1986. Oh, that's right. Full circle. One of the daughters was babysitting okay. an infant. It got killed by a tuba. It brought that issue to light. Yeah. I had I had no clue about it before that episode of Kate and Allie. I know.
0: Who was the guest star in that episode? Um uh, oh, Veronica Cartwright. Uh,
1: uh, Veronica Cartwright and uh, and uh, uh, Jill St. John after she divorced Jack Jones. Right. Who wrote the theme to The Love Boat? Oh, he sang it. Damn it. Sang it? We well, you know who wrote it. Yeah, who wrote it? You know who wrote it. The guy on the Slurpee Cup. What was his name again? Paul Williams. He's got an open invitation to be on the show. He's got a good microphone. And Kenneth Asher. Kenneth Asher. I'm remembering the Kenneth now. I'm not calling him Peter Asher Peter, anymore. Even them can come up. But
0: so the conflict here at the end, John, is the, the the kind of good girl Abby. She doesn't want to do this killing herself thing, and yeah, and, right. And the police are like getting tired of bikers giving raspberries to truckers and mm-hmm. and uh, knocking people off of, off of ladders. Well, okay, they they ran over a baby carriage. Okay, so the police. Are mm-hmm. yeah, but
1: that was after all the police. That was after all the police got killed off. Though. Oh, that's right. That's right. Which, which I thought was kind of, because, you know, normally like the movie is with the police, you know, the police having some word about it, the moral of the story. That's, Not in this movie. The, 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 all the police get killed off with like about 25 minutes left to go in the that's movie. That's right. I forgot
0: about that, John. They came in. That's, that's, that's yeah. where uh, the actor from Doctor Who, yeah. he was, he was the
1: they, police cause... chief in there. And they came in. Yeah. And uh, they, they killed them all. Yeah, because they were they were going to set the trap for the undead with Abby. They were having her pretend she was dead, and then the next thing you know, there they are in those glass boxes. Well, yeah, in the morgue. I was like, wait, John, it's called a morgue. The morgue. Well, but I mean, the glass boxes. And what were those glass box? I've never it seen it. It was the a fancy glass morgue. Box. It was like a morgue from Star Trek. <laughs> it was like a morgue with like a display i guess that's how you i guess so you can come in and just identify the body maybe that it was, was like it. every morgue i've ever seen on tv had like the metal you know, know like the pullout drawers that's that, that this morgue was like from that was left that was left over that was that was a set that was something left over yes. from another movie kind of the of the apes and star
0: trek it was like the Ooh. glass morgue because i you're right because they were picking him up and i'm
1: like wait a minute they usually have a big table they pull them out of and yeah, and this was like a white. What was that thing? It was that. It was. I don't know. I'll bet you know. I'm going to start. I'm going to start researching okay. movies made at Shepperton Studios, yep, like I'll from the there. '60s through the '70s. And I'll bet you you'll start finding all the the mother's bedroom. Yep. Those glass boxes in the morgue. That table, whatever that was. It'll be a movie called. And you're going to see that you. Vampire. Room. You're going to okay. see all. Yeah, you're going to see all these things in all these other movies. That you know, and that they just reused in this. I'm, I'll bet you, because that was—I'm going to bet—that was at least a little
0: bit humorous. They're trying to be humorous again with uh, Hatch. Hatchet was knocking yeah. on the window like, "Hello, let me out." "Hello, let me out." Yeah. So that's where—that's where I thought this film. You know, if I were the writer, I thought they were going to go do something dangerous once they thought Abby was dead, and then she would die. And if Tom mm-hmm. actually had feelings for her he'd be like oh no she's she's dead and i loved her but tom really was kind of like
1: he didn't have any feelings one way or the other i didn't think no No, and i think she kind of had like that premonition you know when she had tried to commit suicide and she had this premonition that he like was just gonna walk away i think he liked the idea of having the control over these oh yeah yeah to get them to commit suicide yeah. and to get them to believe that they would come back. He didn't really have any feelings for her, you know, that was, obvious, that was like, know. and I think that I think that was kind of her epiphany, her aha moment it's like, wait a second here. Why am I doing this for this guy again? I don't want to die. And then they were just like, you're not actually dead. I mean, yeah. He looks great. Yeah. Yeah. He looks great in a pair of leather pants, but do I want to die for, do I want to die for a nice ass in a pair of leather pants? I don't think those so. Those pants were tight. They were tight, but he pulled them off.
0: So uh, I guess the mother was like, the whole thing was, we had a deal with our son, but now he, our son is letting all these other bikers do this. Right. And uh,
1: she was like, deal's off. Whatever the deal right. was. She had a, right. It was some sort of, fast, yeah, they see they weren't clear about that. That's why I'm thinking there's a lot of film on a cutting room. For She's
0: so. like, you went too far. He had all your friends get undead. I just wanted you yeah. undead,
1: I yeah. guess. I don't know why. Yeah, so she basically sacrificed herself. She turned into a frog at the end. She turned into a frog at the end. She she sacrificed herself because she's like, wait a second. They all turned into frogs. This, yeah, for whatever, for what, yeah, again, not and again, not knowing what the deal was, what the what was in the contract she signed. Mm -hmm. You know, they were never they never really even tried to explain that. But you know, for for whatever, she's like, you know what, this isn't worth it. Maybe it was eternal life. Maybe that's what it was. And you. Maybe she was going to have eternal life if she. Yeah. Adhered to the concept. That would have been.
0: I thought this was going to be scary bikers who looked undead. I think
1: I expected. Yeah. Yeah, I, I expected more kind of zombie like, maybe. I don't know. And of course, you wanted to talk about this last week, but Mr. George Sanders, this was his last movie right a movie about committing people about people committing suicide and he committed suicide i guess he had dementia was it and he was like yeah he had dementia and i think he had like some i want to say like some physical ailments too
0: and he left about left behind a suicide note which i thought i cut and pasted because you know
1: we're a a fun podcast yes but i and i have yes you did it yes our collection our collection of suicide notes no but i have read that I have read, I believe it's in his Wikipedia bio, the, the the letter. It's very, very succinct, I want to say. Oh, he left me on two suicide notes, one of which read, Dear world, I am leaving because I am bored. I feel I have lived long enough. I am leaving you with your worries in this sweet cesspool. Good luck. What's the other one? That's the only one that was, I don't know, they didn't make public the other one. Probably named names. <laughs> Benny Davis was a bitch.
0: <laughs> so that was Psychomania.
1: Psychomania, which I actually surprisingly enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I really did. I mean, yeah, George... Next
0: week we're hopefully...
1: Yeah, go ahead. No, I just... I, I mean, it wasn't a, a pathetic ending for George Sanders, you know? No, no
0: well, no.
1: I mean, it, was obviously, he, he, it wasn't, obviously, it wasn't the level that he had at one time, obviously, but, you know.
0: He 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 took the role very seriously to the point that it was kind of funny. Yeah, it he, was,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He bent over to give uh, the mother those two drinks, and I, he kind of waited a moment. She took one, and he waited as if, you want the other one? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you
1: noticed that. I did Just, notice that, yeah.
0: But he took the role very seriously.
1: He did. I mean, he was a professional. He was a professional, no matter, you know, dementia or whatever health ailments he he had. He knew he had a job to do, and he took it professionally. He, he did a professional yep. job, regardless of the material. So kudos to George so Sanders. So we're going to try a, a
0: new feature here on SETI BIMCO called the SETI Q&A. I'll call it the BIMCO back. Brain Twist.
1: SETI Q&A. Again. I love answering quizzes. I Game love song. asking questions. I'll call it SETI Q&A again. I do love
0: quizzes. Do you like quizzes, John? The BIMCO Brain Twist. I love quizzes. Uh, brainstorm. Uh, the uh, BIMCO brainstorm. Uh, Theme song. No. Mm, uh, I don't know. I, I, maybe a different name.
1: Maybe. But
0: yeah, we'll figure out something. We have four questions. The Seti, the SETI 6 would have sounded good, but I don't want six questions. That's too many. That is too I'm many. Four questions. So are so you ready for these? I'm ready for them. So of all the characters in this movie, John, mm-hmm. which character, I, I know this answer already. Mm-hmm. Which character do you think would most likely purposely fart in an elevator full of people?
1: Uh, I would have to say the, the redheaded kid. What was his name? Oh, Hatchet. Hatchet. Yeah, I would say Hatchet.
0: You're right. Yeah. I, well, there's no right or wrong, but right. I was going to say Sh- Shadwell.
1: Shadwell, oh, well, I just Shad- feel like Shad- he's Shadwell wouldn't have be been able to help it I thought, you, I, I, thought right. I thought you meant purposely, I do mean purposely, would have done it- per- Shadwell might not necessarily have done it purpose purpose what's the word purposefully purposely, purposely, thank you
0: but he may he may just be like i I can't hold it anymore, I'm too old right,
1: but I'm just or saying for maliciously letting one yeah, rip yep. letting one rip, I would say hatchet.
0: I say, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: -hmm. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. No, it's not interesting. It's not interesting. (laughs) We're talking about farts. We're talking about farts. We've come to this level. But this is about high school, and there were a lot of fart jokes in high school.
0: (laughs) Yes. So question number two, Mm -hmm. uh, which character from this movie, uh, you know, if it were to take place today, which character do you think would most likely to start a podcast?
1: How about Chop Meat? The guy who played the guitar.
0: Was that his name? Chop Meat.
1: Yeah, wasn't that you his
0: didn't name? oh, how did I miss that in my I, research? I don't know. I was, I, I was really good with my research.
1: I would We're say Chop Meat because he would be he was more like the sensitive artsy type. And he would take it, the time to do a podcast. And And he wrote that song. He, he played the guitar. He played the guitar and he would do a podcast. And the pod... Ooh, now here's now here's a, like a sub-question. His podcast would be about the migratory, the migratory Path of the Monarch Butterfly. Was he singing about butterflies in that I song? I don't know, but it sounds like something about, <laughs> like he would do, you know? One, or, one, or, or, one line. Or, or granola recipes. I don't know. It would be one or the other. Well, one line in his song was, uh, clip your
0: wings like a fly. And I'm like, what? What?
1: <laughs> what?
0: I looked it up. Mm. Where I heard him say that. You you, you may be right uh, if he lived. Yeah, if he lived. If he lived, I, I'm thinking the Abby. She she lived and she would do a podcast about you know yeah. crime and serial killers. Maybe.
1: Okay. Well, uh, it was a it was a toss up. I because th- I was also thinking Abby. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, but I just went with Chachi. That's how what I went with. She would have guests on, and um, she would have guests talking about. Friends who believe they would come back from the dead after they committed suicide. It would be like a theme. And you know, of course the message would be don't do that.
0: Oh, and if Chop Meat was uh, in his podcast, he would have uh, Charlie, the tuba tuba player from the Seti Bimco orchestra,
1: Seti he Bimko. would have yes. Charlie as a guest. Yes, he would. And would he would, uh, he would uh, the tuba player, he would uh, Charlie <laughs> would just air his grievances against bassists. Since the, since yeah, the electric true. base did destroy the tube, stole
0: his job. Yeah. That was a good answer, John. Like, good answer. Now I made this this question especially for you, John. Oh Wh- boy! Which character of this movie would be most at home on the show Dynasty?
1: Judy, or is that the mother? No, Judy was the dark-haired girl that ran over the baby. That ran over the baby. She would have been. <laughs> she would have been like the villainess. She would have been like true Joan Collins. True. She would have been like the villain. I thought her or the mother because the mother is very hoity-toity. Mother could work too. Yeah, so the mother could work too. Some of these are photo finishes. I was I could see the mother too, but I'm going to say Judy, and she just played the bitch. So I never watched
0: Dynasty. Dynasty. So if we do this question every week, I'm going to have to like watch an episode of Dynasty yeah, so I can yeah. help out with this question.
1: Yeah. But she would. Yeah, in Dynasty, she would. Uh, she would be the bitch, like. Uh, Pamela Pamela Sue Martin, uh, Fallon, the original Fallon on Dynasty, Pamela Sue Martin, who played Nancy Drew in the Nancy Drew Hardy Boys Mysteries in the 70s. Then after that went off, she got the she was the original Fallon on Dynasty. And she was she was well, her character was Joan Collins character's daughter. So maybe it was genetic. I don't know. You you would like if you get around to it, I think
0: like I don't care if you watch it, but you would like uh, Game of Thrones. It's basically Dynasty with some dragons yeah. and some yeah, just, flaming yeah. swords. That's that's the end of the first SETI Q&A. SETI Q&A. Send in your letters if you want to hear more Q&A to setibimco at gmail.com. It's SETI BIMCO with the E. We, and that we e. hate that E! Follow us on Twitter, SETI BIM at Twitter. And Instagram, SETI underscore BIMCO. And next week, uh, I think we're going to have a guest. Good. I never say who sometimes they get sick sometimes
1: they get sick uh, or they, they, they 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 just celebrate a little too hard at greek orthodox easter all right you want to sign off yes
0: all right john i'll see you next week all right tim you have a great week Pity Binko is a podcast by Tim Hamilton and John Kelly. Produced by Miss Lee. Music by Tim Hamilton. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line,
1: it's a party line.